Thank you for this wonderful time, Lord, that you have gathered us together. Lord, it is still an opportunity that we use in order, Lord, to gain more of you. So that when the time comes, Lord, when we will not have this particular kind of opportunity to serve you publicly, Lord, we would have achieved a lot and acquired a lot of you, a lot of your knowledge of truth. We would have acquired, Lord, the greatness of Jesus Christ in our lives. We would have been transformed so much, Lord, of you. So therefore, Lord, we want to honor you. So give us today, Lord, revelation in your word. Open our eyes and our understanding so that we may understand you, Lord, and, and, and see you, Lord. Please, Lord, help that your word may produce harvest in us that is pleasing to you. We ask this message, Lord. If there be anything, Lord, that may disturb and hinder you, Lord, for this service, Lord, we ask you, Lord, to take it away. And we call it a sin as we, as we, 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 we surrender ourselves to you, Lord. And we ask you, Lord, to put me away, Lord, use the members of my body, and express your divine thoughts to your people, Lord, that they may have revelation of your truth today. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, saints. Uh, uh, would we go to the book of Ephesians chapter 5 quickly, and then we will uh, take a uh, few scriptures also. We want to see what the Lord Jesus Christ requires from us. We have dealt with the matter that the Lord Jesus Christ requires from his bride revelation. And then, importantly, the Lord Jesus Christ, with revelation, wants to express himself through his bride. And now, when we talk about the expression of Jesus Christ through his bride or his, his sons and daughters, it is a very important element that the life we live is a true reflection of Jesus Christ. It is not a manufactured story. It is not a freaking stand. It's not one, one thing that we we trying to do by ourselves or to form by ourselves. Because if we do, then therefore we should understand that the Lord Jesus Christ is not responsible of our, of, of, of our own action. The Lord Jesus Christ is only responsible. His Holy Spirit is responsible for what he gave. That's why he says when the Holy Spirit comes, he's not coming to entertain himself. He comes with his name. He comes to do what? To teach us and to remind us. He will take the things that are with him and bring them to us. And he will remind us everything the Lord Jesus Christ has taught. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. And this empowerment that he brings is, is to ensure that the reflection of Jesus Christ is truly a living or a practical uh, matter among his people. Amen. Now, Jesus, he says, he will go and come back and be with us. When the world don't see him, then we will know and we recognize him among us and be able to see him. Number two, when he was here on earth, if you realize that when he break the bread, they recognize that. That is the first thing. The, bread, the way Jesus Christ break the bread would not be the same as anybody else does. Amen. 
Therefore, it tells us when the, when the revelation of his truth should make us know who he is without him introducing himself and say, I am this particular person. So we should know already who he is by the word of his revelation. We understand that, saints. But then Jesus goes on to tell us that we should be a perfection of the Father. We should be able to be as perfect as the Father in heaven is. He tells us that that, that, that is possible. When the world don't believe it, the Lord tells us that is possible. Now, number two, he tells us also that we should be the holiness the Father is. Now, we know that it is something that is read to be impossible, and then, and then Christianity propagates something else, that we can be as holy as God is. Now, Christianity that we see now is not the Christianity of Scripture. Because it does not propagate or it does not move with the same spirit that the uh, original Christianity did before. Meaning the followers of Jesus Christ, the disciples and the apostles. We understand that sense. So there is a different spirit that, that we see in the Christian world today. And the spirit that was in the believers there. So therefore we cannot be in the spirit of this time. We will be in the spirit of the coming of the Lord just as it was in the first church where God started his congregation. We understand that saints. So in the book of Matthew chapter 6 he tells us also that the first thing that we should seek is his kingdom and his righteousness. We need to understand that his kingdom and his righteousness. So these two things are very, very important because they work together. Now, when we had a fellowship yesterday in our fellowship, we, we were able to realize what Jesus is telling us in the book of Hebrews. That when we talk about the image, we're talking about character. We're talking about the nature of God. So, meaning, if you want, the character of God tells us the about of God. So, if you want to know anything about God, in his character, you would know. Because our natural state cannot produce that. Remember, Paul told us that we know that in me, that is in my flesh, do not know good thing. So therefore, we know that in no good thing can nothing be produced that is good, right? So therefore, if you try by a no good to produce good, you are hindering yourself to project Christ. Because when Christ needs to project himself through you, you would be trying to project something that is a look-alike with a nature of Christ. So we need to learn what we call a total surrender, a yielding of self, so that Christ may be able to do it. 
a yielding of self to Christ so that he may be able to project himself. That's basically where we are. Now, when we wanted to follow on to check who God is so that we may be able to see him today because he told us we can see him. Now, we want to see what did he say the Father is at the time and, that they, that, and, and he said that they saw him. But the disciples seem to be shocked with the matter that they have been seeing the Father. So hence they say, show us the Father. And, and then it suffices us. So Jesus is telling them that you have seen the Father. I told you about the Father. I have declared the Father. I have declared his name to you. Meaning, his name is his character, is his image is who he is. And then his name is revealed in his works. So the works of the Father entails his character also. It entails his power. It entails his nature. That is the who he is. Now, if we can trace him in his work and trace the power in which he operated with. We can trace him in his humility and find his what? His nature, his character. So now the scripture says his righteousness. And that's what I want us to, to look into today. Amen. So we talk about uh, perfection. We talk about holiness. I want us to talk about righteousness now. And, uh, and then uh, that is the character because now you'll understand where uh, why do we bring this out? So, so let's look at what he says in the book of Ephesians. And then we will actually go further to, to see what he is actually telling us. Verse 25, he says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify it. Right? He might what? Sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. Remember John chapter uh, 15, verse uh, 4, he says, Ye are clean through the words which I have spoken to you. So the washing of the water by the word, which was represented in the in the uh, uh, um, the sacrifice of the red heifer, where we had what we call the waters of separation. You remember that the ashes of the of the red heifer, the waters of separation, which was a type of the washing of the water by the word. It actually removed the uncleanliness. You see, in the Old Testament, that was the type. So we come to the anti-type in the New Testament, where we find the washing of the water by the weight, which Christ cleans his church. The reason why he's cleaning, he is he's cleansing his church, it is so that the, the church might be presented uh, to himself a glorious church. That he might present it to a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. If it is holy and without blemish, it is regarded as right, yes, 
righteous. When we say something is righteous, we say something is right. Something is done right, something is spoken right, something is believed right, something is seen right, something is thought right. Something is believed right. We're talking about believing right, acting right, doing right, seeing right, speaking right, hearing right, praying right, seeing right, thinking right, heart right. Are you getting that sense? Walking right. This is what we're talking about. Meaning, to be gracious is actually to be right. All right? So, uh, chapter 1 of the book of Ephesians says he chose us in himself before the foundation of the world. That he, he might present us to himself, what? Without, holy and without blemish. Before him, in love. We need to understand that is a love matter. It's a relationship matter. So this is one important thing when it comes to God's righteousness. Now, can we read the book of Hebrews now? The book of Hebrews chapter, chapter 1. The book of Hebrews chapter 1. Saints, we spoke that when we talk about a character, everybody knows, well, we have a lot of teachers here, everybody knows a character is something that is known not to change. Regardless where you are in the world and what you speak, a character don't change. So A is A, regardless of you are in Russia, you are in Europe, you are wherever you are, A is A. And because A is A, A does not change. Africa, wherever you are, A does not change. So therefore it's a character. A number, Numbers are, are said to be characters. Why? Because they don't change. You understand that? So principle is a character because it does not change. God does not change. He says, I'm God and I change not. That's what he says in his word. Right? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13, verse 8. In the book of Malachi, he says, I'm God and I change not. We understand that. So if he changes, then he loses his status as God. So, he can't change if, if you think about the understanding of this principle. So, God is consistent and God cannot lie. We, we know by the scripture that if you read the book of Hebrew, uh, uh, Romans, that we know, even the book of Hebrews chapter 6, it tells us that it is impossible for God to lie. Right? So we know who is the liar. The liar is the devil, right? So uh, when we deal with this, we begin to understand what God really told us. He says, uh, 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 God who at sundry time and diverse manners spake in time past unto our fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. The word image 
If you press it, you'll see that it means in Hebrew character, character, which means uh, it's an exact expression. You see, or a precise reproduction in every respect. A precise reproduction. This is not a look alike. Are you getting what I'm saying? If a company produces Nike, we make an example of that. Nike. Regardless of how Chinese will bring like or Mike or whatever the case is. You see, when that product comes from the company Nike, we call it a precise <coughs> reproduction. Meaning when, when you wear size 5 and another one wears size 8 and so forth and you are wearing the same kind of, of that particular shoe, it is Nike and it is original. It is not a look-alike. Right? So, the word image, it does not mean features. Do you understand that sense? You may be seated, let, let, let me just go slow with you. The word image don't mean features. Now, when we talk about image, we interpret it according to carnal mind, wherewith you look for a person's image or a person's picture. And then, or a person that has particular features and you say this is a lookalike, that's a, you know, you look for features. So when God says, let us make men in our image, he was not referring to features. He was referring to character. He was referring to the, his expression. How he can be known. And I want you to understand that God created man in his image because before he formed the man of the dust of the ground. So that the man of the dust of the ground becomes a tabernacle in which his image will abode. So that the expression, it should be understood that what the man inside this tabernacle called Adam expresses, it is the works of God instead of man. That's why when God finished uh, uh, with these things, he brought them to the animals and so forth. He brought them to Adam to name them. And then Adam revealed the mind of God. When he named every animal, Without God saying, this one you call it this, that one you call it. So, you see, without, without God doing that, without God taking him to school and showing him a picture of every animal, what, what, what it will do and their sounds and so forth. No, God did not take animal to school, uh, Adam to school. He made him a complete man. So, Adam comes here and Adam expressed God. Are we understanding that? Adam expressed God and then therefore the character of God came out of Adam. Now, when we talk about uh, the works of God, in many times saints, when we talk about what, what God does, the first thing that we think, do you know what it is, saints? <laughs> we think about 
the power of God. It's not in power where actually God created things. It's in humility. When God went to Egypt, God made miracles so that his people may be attracted to him and understand that the God of your fathers is here now for you. You know him by his works. But the people don't understand why was God revealing power in Egypt. Now, the book of Genesis reveals it. And the, first, the book that we're talking about now, the book that we, where we are now, also reveals it. Now, listen to what he, the, 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 the sequence of, 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 of events in verse 3. And I'm going to show you in chapter, in chapter 1. He says here, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. That's what he made him to be first. Then, upholding all things by his weight. The word of his mouth, uh, rather, by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of his majesty. Of the majesty on high. Now, Let's go to the book of Genesis. I'm going to show you something. The book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. We'll take 26, 27 and then I will show you the reason why. Now, many people who are not the elect, they can only see God expressing his power. They cannot actually have the revelation of God unless God Shows power. That's why most of them. Alright, let me just put it. That's why many are deceived today. Amen. They are deceived by a performance of miracles. Because when they see miracles, they think God is there. Even though God is not there. God told us by in the mouth of Jesus Christ that in the last day there shall be false prophets and false Christ and they shall do many miracles and he says and many wonderful works and he says continuing with it he says many shall what be deceived by these things why because if you are not an elect the only way you can recognize there is God somewhere is when you see Something that is miraculous. Something that is... That's why when I come to you and tell you what happened to you yesterday and you know I was not there, it shocks you. It makes you think, oh my God, this man is powerful. How did he know? Who told you? Then I said, nobody told me. From that moment, you are afraid of me. You realize what happened to the people that are called Samaritans? The Samaritans, they were, because they went to stay or to live in a place where God, remember when, when Israel was deported, it was because of their disobedience to God. And therefore the nations that, that, that oppressed them, they deported them and they took them out of their places. 
And in that place where the Samaritans were staying or were living, now it is other people that were brought from other places and they were combined to be, to be, to be staying there. While these people were living there, they were sinners. They were not afraid of God. They were doing whatever they wanted to do. And God sent lions to kill them. And they begin to find out that the reason why they are so dying is because that they are disobeying the God of the land. The territory belongs to God and it was meant to be what? A sacred territory. Are you getting that thing? Then therefore when they realize that God <laughs> is killing them, they started to find a way to try to rescue the situation. And the scripture says, if you read the book of Kings, you realize the scripture says that these people in doing this, they feared God and the lions went away, but they served their gods. Now, let me just repeat this. They feared God and served their idols. You, you get that sense? So, when, <laughs> when a Gentile feared God, mostly it's not reference to God. It's fear. That God may do something. And the Gentiles continue to serve their own idols. That's why these people you realize here on earth, people will fear a particular pastor. And fear that person and make the person an idol. To serve the person, to try to please the person. That's why God took Brother Brenham. Can you imagine what kind of an idol would the people would have would the people have made may have made him to be? Because the people, when they fear God, they do not recognize who He is. They are looking for how they can fear Him from themselves, not from God's perspective. Twenty-six. Let's read it. And God said, "Let us what make man." How? The first thing God gave man is what? Which is what? His precise or an exact expression. That's what God gives to man. Before man can be given power, dominion and everything, God gives man what? Image. He gives man his character. Are you getting me, saints? Now, let, let's look at it. Let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. God said, Man will have dominion over this thing. But it is not 
a man that has that. It's a man with God's image. That is very important. All right? Let's take the story of Moses. The story of Moses is very important. That Moses rose in realization and when discovering that I'm, any, uh, I'm a Hebrew man. I'm not an Egyptian. So he took off the prince clothing and started wearing the clothing of a slave and enter supporting the slaves. And Moses started to try to use his own way to deliver the people of God. Can you imagine? So Moses was influential. Moses had all these things in his mind and God couldn't use him. God could not use him with that. And God led him to be a murderer and a fugitive of Egypt. And Moses ran away. When Moses was away, had accepted a defeat. And had accepted that life that he was living now as a shepherd, no longer as a scientist, as a prince, with science and all kind of things that they were doing there, the architects, all kind of things that they were doing there. Moses was no longer interested in them. Moses had already accepted and had already... It, these things were, was flushed out of his system. When God realizes that now Moses is in a state where I want him, I can use Moses in this particular state. Then Moses was no longer a strong young man of 40 years. He was now an old man of 80 years. When God went to fetch him, because God did not want Moses to deliver the people. Yes, sir. Are you getting me? Amen. God came down to deliver the people. Yes, so Moses went to Egypt not as a strong young man, but he went with a stick. Amen. An old man with a stick. So that everyone can know that Moses is incapable of all these things. These are mainly the works of God. Amen. And God says about Moses that he is the most meekest man. Can you imagine? I want you to understand that meekness is one character of God. Amen. That man had a character and nature of God called humility, meekness. Then God saw himself and God said, this is where I want him and this is where I can now use him. Now, Moses recognized, like Abraham, Moses recognized who God is, not in his power, but in his Character. I will come to you. I will, I will make you aware that Moses recognized God in his character. And Moses realized that God is God of righteousness. 
God is right all the time. So God's loyalty is in his weight. Amen. Not in the man he uses. Amen. Amen. God's loyalty is not in your gift. Amen. It is in his weight. Amen. Are you getting me saying? So that's where God's loyalty lies. It lies in his weight. Many people on earth, they love men, to be feared by men, loved by men, supported by men. Men can talk nonsense just because the urge in his heart for men to support him. To try to prove a point. When the nonsense he says is putting him in the bad books of God. Goodness. Amen. You must check that your loyalty lies in God's way. So Moses, when he's supposed to go to Egypt, God wanted to kill him. Why? Because God is right. Ah, you don't get me saints. God is righteous. He has to kill Moses if Moses does not follow the principle of scripture because God does not change. God must stay in principle. How do you go to deliver the people who are called the uncircumcised when your own children? I'm not circumcised. So what happens here? God has shown Moses what he's capable of doing. Moses has courage, but not character. Then God brings about a character in Moses that I chose you and I want you to go, but you can die. You will die if you are not doing right. Mm -hmm. Then the wife Zipporah, meaning a little bit or a sparrow, catches a revelation. Amen. That's why the scripture says his eyes on a sparrow. Praise God. You think the wife of Moses was just a black lady who is not an Israelite. But believe me, God's eyes was upon her. Amen. God was watching her. Now, God begins to use the wife of Moses to take the matter in his hand. Because Moses was sick to death. And after the circumcision, Moses was called a bloody husband. And life came back to Moses. Amen. I want you to understand that. So that Moses can go now to Egypt to do what? To represent God. I want you to understand. You can't represent God's power without character. Amen. Because power without character is corruption. Saints, I told you before that I'm shocked and I'm disappointed in all the ministers, preachers, apostles, and so forth, who are actually supporting the narrative that only Ramaphosa, President Ramaphosa, is the only, the only right or the only better or character president. I'm disappointed in them. It tells me that they are ministers, they are preachers without character. If our lives are measured with this corrupt man who has no love and who has no heart in himself for the 
poor people of this country. Amen. If he was righteous as they mean, as they, as, as, as they say he is, when this issue of him of the farm here, he would have, he would have actually just given up long time ago. So he's hungry for power because he has no character. Amen. It's power among us. Lead us without character. You name them all. You take DA, you take EFF, you take them all, put them here. They are all corrupt, corrupt things. They are goats. Amen. They can't lead the nation because they have no character. And yet we have ministers, pastors without character. That's the problem. The reason why they think there is no man if we put out Ramaphosa is because they have no character. They themselves are corrupt preachers, corrupt pastors, apostles, and so forth. You name them. They are filled with corruption because they have lost the righteousness of God. They have been compromising on pulpit when they are supposed to tell truth and tell the people be therefore perfect for your father in heaven is perfect. He was supposed to stand for the holiness of God. All what the pulpit is filled with is vomit. There's no truth that the, the, the righteousness of God cannot be stood for. Nobody wants to stand in the sight of God because everybody is afraid. What will the people say? Is that they are afraid if they can be supported. Your church can support you. You can have support from politicians and be respected by people, but God has no respect of person. Remember. You may win the people's love and hearts, but you cannot win God's love by actually compromising his truth. God is loyal to his weight. Not to be loved by people. We understand that, saints? Blessed be the name of the Lord. So that's why you realize that now we have a problem in our politics. Where people become kings, princes, presidents, without character. God cannot give you his power when you lack his character. Christianity is so corrupt to seek God's power, God's miracle, and lack to seek God's righteousness, God's character. Who God is. Can you imagine when Abraham begins to speak to God? He sees that God is going to throw, is going to judge the nation of, uh, of Sodom and Gomorrah with fire. The power of God is going to be seen. And Abraham speaks to God's character. He says, God, I know you are righteous God. You are a man of justice. I know that you will not judge the righteous and the unjust at the same time. You can't judge them together. Then God said, yes, I'm not going to judge them together. Then he says, if you can find 50 out of Sodom, will you spare the entire people for 50 people? He said, yes, I will do that. Then that means that our God is God of righteousness. He says, if you'll find 40, if you'll find 30, 35, 20, 10, he realized, Abraham, that out of the city, there cannot be fine ten. Righteous man. 
And Abraham said, God is the God of justice. God is right. The righteousness of God was revealed to Abraham. No, 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 you don't get me. Abraham did not recognize God when God gave him a child. He speaks these things before he receives a child. That God is right. God is righteous. He recognized that any believer, any true elect of God, any true born a new child of God, recognize God in his righteousness. Recognize God in his holiness. Because that is the most important thing that we as people of God must become before we can actually prove his power. Are we getting that? Amen. So, saints, it's Wednesday, so I will just name scriptures, we'll go around, but there's just one scripture I want, I want to read. So, 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 this scripture tells you that God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he, he made and created he them with his image. And God gave them to have dominion. Because everyone with God's character can rule. Amen. Amen. That's why you realize that chapter 12, the man child rules. Amen. Now the scripture says, she brought forth a man child who was to rule the nation with the rod of iron. If the man child was to rule the nation with the rod of iron, it means his image is God's image. This man is the very expression in work of God. Now, when we talk about the works of God, throughout the scripture, everybody thinks about the power of God. God opening the Red Sea. God having to give Abraham and Sarah children at 100 years of age. That's what God thinks when you talk about God's works. People never think of God as righteous. Because that's what God is. Before he can show his power. And God tells his people in the book of Acts. He said, carry ye, Matthew, uh, Luke 24. Luke 24, from verse 44 onwards. He tells them that, 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 that all things that has been written of me. In the books of the law, in the Psalms, in the prophets, and so forth. Must be fulfilled. That a son of man needs to be what? It be Crucified and die that after a third day, remission and what? Forgiveness and remission of sin should be preached in his name. And he said unto them, These are the words which I speak unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled. I'm trying to say it because the man is, is a surprise there. <laughs> but which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the psalm concerning me. Is that right? You believe, yeah, you believe it now? All right. So go on. Okay. Then open he what? Their understanding. That they might understand the scriptures because everything was his works. Amen. That was written in the Psalms. I read to you the Psalms yesterday, right? I read to you in the book of Moses when he speaks of his works. And I read to you in the prophets also. You can read and go on and on and on the works of God being revealed to mankind. It's unfortunate that 
the people in Christians, they are what we call Gentiles. They seek after these things. That's what Matthew chapter 6 tells us. The Gentiles seek after, after these things. But ye seek ye first this, the rest will fall. Trust God. Have confidence in God completely. Then you will see the rest follow. When your confidence is in Christ. But you fear to have confidence in him. That's why when you have prayed or when you have spoken to your headache, you do not trust God without having compromise next to you. You need to take all them sicknesses and say this sickness will know that from now on I trust God. But let me just tell you something. You can do it easy and seek God's righteousness. When you get it, everything shall come. Amen. And I want you to realize that all these things, oh hallelujah, you don't get me saved. All these things, these powers that we refer to as the works of God. No, God is revealed in his power too. But those are simple things, small things. The Lord Jesus Christ says, if you believe, believe in first. You remember that? He says, this sign shall what? Follow them that believe. So there is no point where Christians are actually power mongers. They seek in power. Christians seek for God's character. God's image to be expressed through them. When, when a true believer seeks for that, because you must seek for the nature of your father. The idea is to find your identification. To know who you are. That now I know that I'm a child of God. I'm a son of God. Then therefore, because I have a proof of his works in me, his life in me, his nature in me, then therefore I can speak to this mountain. And said, be moved. Be moved. And the mountain will move if you don't doubt. But believe in your heart. Can you imagine? He says, believe in your heart. But think of it, in order to believe, you know, you must have it to believe. The word believe in your heart there is have pistis, conviction, com- confidence. That's what he's saying. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, let's read. And said unto them, thus it is written, and thus it behooves Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead in the third day, that remission. And repentance of sin should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at what? And what is he saying? And he are witness of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. But, but, tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endured with power from on high. Now, Go to the book of Acts. He says, this power you shall receive. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Meaning the Holy Ghost must come upon you first. And the Holy Ghost cannot come upon anything that has no nature of God. Amen. Now, I want you to understand. The nature of the word must be confirmed in you Amen. by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Then you, God will trust you with his power. That's why he says, in my name, ye shall. 
That's not a story to ask. That's not an issue. It is in my name ye shall. Why does he say in his name? Because he has now trusted you with his power. Amen. Why would God trust you with his power? Because you have now his nature expressed through you. The nature of God is actually who God is. So many Christians, they just want power. Hallelujah. And then you just been saved yesterday. Jesus name. You go around Jesus name and laying every hand on everybody, on, on everything. Until demons will beat you up. And when the things don't happen, you are, you are embarrassed. It seems as though that God has disappointed you when you have been a fool and your pastor who is a fool has taught you wrong. Amen. There was a brother on Facebook who wanted to kill himself or who wanted to even leave Christianity. Their message, not just their message, just because he prayed for somebody and it didn't work out. He thought that this is just what you do. The brother seeks for power. He wants to preach and be powerful. But he fails to greet another pastor. Another believers. Other believers. Amen. And he does these things in front of his pastor. And his pastor says nothing. I will never leave young people in my church to live like that. Amen. They should know that here is Jesus' house. Amen. All our issues we leave. And it must die so that we express Christ only. Finish. If you can't express Christ, brother, stay where you are. There are many churches who entertain flesh, but we are not here to entertain your flesh. Amen. That must be known. Amen. Anybody who wants to entertain flesh cannot feel free in this congregation, I tell you that. Anyone who entertains flesh cannot feel free in this congregation. Otherwise, your heart will beat you up every day because the Lord will always reveal the things you do. That's why you can't be in this church. You will have to seek some church somewhere where you will feel free in your sins, in your iniquity. That's how you go to hell. That church is your door to hell. For Jesus said, you did not enter, but you are actually hindering them that wants to enter. I'm not going to be a hindrance for you to go to heaven. I will be a step layer for you to reach to Jesus. Not a hindrance. Blessed be his holy name. So now I want to show you this. This is very important. It's Acts chapter 1. Actually, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You can start from verse 6 if you want to. The reason why, saints, we need to understand this thing. Because God wants to see himself in the bride. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. In the last day. Amen. We have to see the bride like we saw the bride in the beginning of the church ages. Amen. Amen. During the time of the apostle and the, the, the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, when the book of Acts started, we saw how the bride represented the Lord. This must happen in the last day for his Alpha and Omega and nothing in between. Mm-hmm. Are we understanding that? When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Now, these people are seeking for a kingdom. And yet their character is not there yet. Their nature 
is not yet confirmed as the nature of God. And he said unto them, it is not for you. He's talking to the person who's asking without a character. To know the times and seasons which God has put in his own authority. In his own ruling. In his own sovereignty. That is the power there. The power there is not the same as the power here. Then he says, but he shall receive power, which is dunamis. That power there in verse 7 was not dunamis. It's sovereignty. This power here is dunamis. So he shall receive power after. <laughs> oh, the Holy Spirit is the everything. You realize that the people claiming the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues have no power. In the churches today, yeah. they speak all tongues. They claim Holy Ghost, but they do not have the works of God. Amen. Because they lack His imagery. They lack His expression. They lack His character. God is not corrupt. And God is not in a business of corruption. And God is not going to reproduce corruption on earth. God is God of righteousness. And in his righteousness, he produces what? Justice. <laughs> Listen to this. After, amen. After the Holy Ghost is come up, and ye shall be witnesses. You can be a witness. A witness is somebody. It's not somebody who gets the information secondhand. A witness is a person that was there when the incident happened. Who saw everything? That's a witness. Both in Jerusalem and in Judea, in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. The uttermost part of the earth. Now we are included here. Amen. To be witness of Jesus Christ. Tell me, how are you a witness? A witness. <laughs> now Jesus speaks in other in other cases. He says, when he tells the people. To do to eat communion, he says, "Do this in remembrance of me." Now, remembrance of who? Of me. Now, who is me? The Father. And who is the Father? The works. And what are the works? The image, the expression, his character. And when his character is expressed, the person that has the character of God can ask what they will, and it shall be done. You will speak something or you will desire something while praying and God does it without you mentioning it. Amen. You need to know that. Amen. If that hasn't happened to you yet, you better, you, better, you better look around and start doing something. Amen. Now, the book of Daniel quickly. Chapter 6. I was supposed to read this, this scripture already a long time. I was trying to make a foundation to this scripture. The reason why I'm making a foundation to this scripture, saints, I'm trying to show you that we are required. If Daniel in the Old Testament had to produce a perfection of God, the holiness of God, and the righteousness of God, how much more you with the Holy Ghost. In the era of the Holy Ghost, 
This was the era of the law. Remember God. The Lord Jesus Christ told us. You must understand that the, the law is holy. Amen. The reason why the children of Israel were peculiar. Is because of the law God gave them. Amen. And this law had boundaries. To make them live different from other nations. And none of them, since the law was spoken, was able to fulfill the law. None of them. And because of it, therefore, they are sinners. Hence, Jesus came to fulfill the law on behalf of all of us. So that after Jesus has done it, we, after the law, in the era of the Holy Spirit, are able to live above the law with the righteousness of God which surpasses the righteousness of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So that in the era of the Holy Ghost, you and I can be able to be truly holy and truly perfect, just exactly as God in heaven is perfect. Have you ever heard people say, as God in heaven is my witness? No, as God in heaven is perfect, so be therefore perfect. As God in heaven is, is holy, so be therefore holy. And you must seek his righteousness, not your look-alike righteousness to his. For the scripture told us already that our righteousness is as a filthy wreck before him. So don't try your own thing. That's the problem that, uh, that we have encountered in a message where ministers and the people in the message have been trying to make people believers. When a sister come to church, before the sister could receive the word, they just dress the sister and make him a message believer. They don't give the Holy Ghost a chance to convict the heart of a person. That's why many people, they are in a message long time, they don't just don't understand certain things. That the Holy Spirit is saying in a message. Because the person was actually just given something without proper teaching, proper leadership to understand what is this thing that we are talking about. Because they are satisfied when they see you wear a long dress, when your heart has no clue what is the connection with God. The Holy Spirit never convicted you with this thing that you are doing. You are doing because it is what? It is the tradition of the church. We have many, our children grow in a message. And as they grow in a message here, already they fall into this trap. Understand something. As a parent in a message, you have a responsibility to uphold to a proper character because let me just tell you, we were raised by people who were not even in the message. But my grandmother never left me to do any nonsense. Amen. He never allowed me to come at home at any time I want you. I want to. He never allowed us to go jolly around and do all the nonsense. Those things were wrong without any preaching of the gospel. Where we grow. So when we, when we, and, and, and let me just tell you, we did this thing. These things have been done. It will never shock us to see our children don't do these things. But we should keep on showing them that this is not correct. And how it is important to his life or her life. Mm -hmm. 
That's the most important thing. So that your child may understand what is to what? To repent and be converted by him or herself. This we need to understand. We are not pushing them into what we do because we want the Holy Spirit to do this. But if your children cannot yield to the Holy Spirit, they're going to hell. Because they are going to try their own righteousness by themselves. They will live a lie and never come to truth. That's why children must learn to do what? To be open to their parents about their lives so that we pray for them. Certain things we cannot force you to do or help you to do. We just have to pray that God should help you. It's not the power that we enforce over you. It is to allow, lead and allow the righteousness of Christ to be projected through you. We need to, we need to understand that. Many young people in the message could have been repented now. And most of them have been included in drugs. Coming from the message. Should be ashamed. We should be ashamed of ourselves. Involved in drunkenness. Involved in pornography. All kind of devilish things. Why? Because they have been made. A lookalike. When you deny your child something. Be clear that you deny that as a parent, not as, not as a message believer. So that your child understands that you are not forcing the message, but you are being a parent. Come on, sir. Because our children, they confuse things. When we become parents, they think, they think we are trying to force the message. No, we are being parents because we have been there before you and we know. And the scripture tells us we should coach you so that you are not falling in the same Come on, sis. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Now, now, it pleased Irish to set over the kingdom and 120 princes which should be over the whole kingdom. Now listen to this. And over these three presidents of whom Daniel was first. Wow. Daniel. Now, this is not Israel. This is not Jerusalem. This is Babylon. And this is King Darius. This is the Gentiles. Israel is under bondage here. But this man does not say, we are under bondage, we are in apartheid. I must become a, something, a revolutionary young man that has no morale. That cannot show character. Daniel shown character anyhow. Amen. And I want you to read what the scripture is saying. And over this three presidents, Daniel was the first that the princes might give account unto them. And the king should have no damage. Then this Daniel, I want you to see how they actually <laughs> express it. They say this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes. Was preferred. Can you imagine? Come on, saints. I'm challenged you by Daniel, who was living in the time of the law, not in the era of the Holy Ghost, 
when nobody can fulfill the law. Sure. I want you to see Daniel. And you tell me what's your problem. Oh. It is not through the law that the nature of God can be expressed. Oh, come on. Listen to what he says. He says, Amen. The king preferred Daniel above all the president because an excellent spirit was upon him. Which spirit can be excellent than the Holy Spirit? Come on. Then you understand. The Lord Jesus Christ did not say to his disciples, try to practice the law. He says, wait for the spirit. The spirit will, because it's the spirit of excellence, would express God. And when the people see God, nobody, because you see, a true king will realize that this man can rule well. Because just like they, uh, Joseph, a man that had an excellent spirit upon him. Are you getting that? Now look, look let's read about Daniel. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm, meaning the whole territory. He was going to be a president over all. President. Now, then the presidents and the princes sought to find occasion or fault. When it is occasion, it's just one. A place where. That's when people started to go to the social media, to check you on Facebook, to check you on Twitter, to check you on Instagram, to check you on these things, to see if they can find occasion on you. Because every time when the character of God begins to stand strong, they will find something again. They would want to seek something, an occasion against you. You need to understand that. We don't preach this <laughs> in the perspective of the earth. We preach it according to the gospel. Because we are here fighting against what? Principalities in heavenly places, dark forces, not people. So when you read this scripture and use this to express a fight among people, you have already lost. God's message within this. Let's finish it quickly. But could not find none occasion. How? This man is a true representation, expression of Christ. Can you imagine that Pilate and kings and so forth were seeking an occasion of Jesus and they found no fault? Why did that happen? Because Daniel already Lived it in what? In a shadow. Amen. I want you to... Alright. In the future, saints, I'm going to take these characters of Christ that has been going on in different people so that you can see the righteousness of God. Alright, listen to this. And uh, they could not, but they could find none occasion, no fault. For as much as he was faithful, say faithful, saints. So that's what Abraham said. That's what Jesus said. That's what Abraham, they say, you are faithful, O Lord. You sing it and say, you are what? Faithful, O Lord. Faithful is not showing power. 
Faithful is a silent power. Silent power in humility. You need to understand that. We're talking about humility. We're talking about character because character is not to show power. Character, it is your life in practice. What you are when nothing great is happening, when no rain is falling, when no thunders and things are happening, what are you? Still a small voice, I tell you. He says he, because he, he was what? Faithful. He says he had an excellent spirit. He was faithful. Neither was there any error. I want you to catch it. <laughs> there was there neither error or fault found in him. This man, when you say you, are, you have no error, it means you are right, yes. Amen. Are you getting that, saints? Meaning you can fail. There is no failing. There is no wrong. Meaning this man had no deceit. He could not deceive you. He was a true representation of who he claimed. Oh, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Then said this man, Will you know what I'm saying? The man of the earth say, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel. This Daniel. Amen. Except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. <laughs> Let me just stop here, saints. And then we will, we will, we will continue with, with this. They wanted to find fault against him concerning the law of his God. And what are they going to do? They are going to concord something. They're going to meet against Daniel and call all other presidents and princes to say, okay, they know that Daniel worshipped the God who liveth. And they know that Daniel is used to any morning in the morning to pray. Amen. During the day, he prays. In the afternoon, he prays. They know that's how he does it. And they said, if we can actually make a principle that will be against the law of his God, then we will set a decree so that if he continues to pray his God with the exception of the God of the Meds and Persia, then we can actually take him to, to court. Now they are going to make a law. They, they came together, they set a trip, and they went to the law, to the king, and wherever the king, they say, King Darius, Understand that we, we, we have seen and we looked into the law and realized that we should honor you, every one of us. But these three months, we want to only send petitions to you. Nobody would pray unto any other God, but only to you. And this is a law or a decree that will be set as a what? It will be set as a principle enacted into law. And it will not be what? It will not be changed or altered. So the king is not aware of what they are doing. He's excited and he says, okay, if everybody agreed, everything is fine. And therefore, after that, 
they, uh, Daniel realized that, hey, they did it. Then Daniel went about and prayed as he used to do. And now they came. And so Daniel prayed. Scripture says Daniel would enter into his room in the morning and pray. During the day and pray. In the afternoon, before the breaking of the day, he prayed. And then they reported the matter to the king and the king was shocked. That the person who has transgressed that decree is actually the favorite person he wants to set above all these people. The king's heart was sore. The, the scripture says. Not because Daniel did not worship him. Because it is Daniel that is found. In breaking that decree. Because the king loved him. The king had. Uh, he had intentions. He had a future in mind concerning Daniel. Then therefore, uh, it went on, then the, the king had to agree because he signed for that petition. He signed for it. It's a decree that is enacted into a law. Now he signed for it and Daniel has to be thrown into the den of lions. Anybody who does must be thrown in the den of lions. And the king said, oh Daniel, don't worry man. I know that your God is faithful. Can you understand that? He says, how did a king understand? How faithful is the God of Daniel? If Daniel was not having a particular faithfulness, because by that time, Daniel has done no miracle. Daniel, God has never shown any power, no miracle, no nothing. But there's a life that Daniel was living that seemed to shake the king. A life of integrity, a life of righteousness, a life of holiness. A life of character that no man has shown. That's why the king saw that this man must receive power. In a manner of his character, this man must receive power. Above every princess here, above every president, above everyone, this man must receive power. Are you getting that thing? So what happened? Then the king said, okay, throw him there. And then the king actually locked that, uh, what do you call Locked a uh, stone there. They say he sealed it. He sealed the stone there with his signal, the king himself. And he says, Daniel, I hope that your God will protect you against these lions as they throw him down there. The next following day, the king, the scripture says the king at night could not even sleep. The king could not rest, could not sleep. Why? A man with character is trapped to be killed. A man with no fault has been judged. Oh, you don't realize that the story of Daniel signifies the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. After being accused falsely. Glory to God. And then he went up early to the den of lions, and he spoke to Daniel, he, he, he screamed to Daniel, saying, Daniel, did your God save you from the lions? And Daniel said, oh God, oh King leave. my God has been faithful, my God saved me, the angel of the Lord came and shut the mouth of the lions, hallelujah, 
the angel of the Lord came. What shall you do, brother, when you deny the angel of the Lord? How will you do it? Who can shut the mouth of the lions? Praise God, the angel of the of Jesus Christ in the last day, whom he sent into all churches, because he says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. To do what? To shut the mouth of the lions. There are lions this day, saints. There's den of lions, you must understand that. Praise God. Because what did he say? He says in Revelation 6 verse 8, he says that death, the man called death that rides upon the, the pale horse, and in hell follows him, he shall kill you with death and with the animals of the earth. So therefore, you must understand that today again. There's a den of lions. But the angel of the Lord came. Are you in his sight? So that he can shut the mouth of the lions. My brother, come quickly here. Because we are now approaching the time of, of corruption has come in our government. Amen. So wait a little bit, my brother. Just so hope this one minute, it could not say shoop. <laughs> God bless you, saints. Do you love him? Do you still love him? So Daniel was taken out. The scripture says, the king said, take all these men who did this. Throw them into the den of lions. All of them, their families, their children, their wives, everyone. Throw them in there. The scripture says, as they were falling, the lions were still breaking their necks and breaking them up before they were falling down. Those people. So don't worry. To compete, stay in the decree of the Lord. Stay in God's character. Stay in God. Be upright. Be a man with excellent spirit. The character of God. The expression of who God is on the face of the earth. And that's how the bride will be. He will be the image of the word. The expression, the exact expression of Christ. Because this bride is not going to, do, to be a lookalike. It's not going to concoct something. This bride will yield herself to the word and will become the very word that she yielded herself to. That's what we're talking about. We can stand to our feet, saints. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Are we getting that, saints? Do we love the Lord, saints? So, 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 so be like Daniel. Amen. Are you understanding that? Amen. Be like Daniel. Blessed be the name of the Lord. What did Daniel do? He stood the course, regardless of whatever happens. Lewen, you too, stay the course. Even if death comes, stay the course. Be not afraid of anyone. Stay the course of Jesus Christ. No lion will devour you. The angel of the Lord is sent for your protection. So the message of the hour is the angel of the Lord now. A Melchizedek among the bride. To do what? To make sure that the bride will literally be in the form or in the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you getting that saint? So Daniel was out of that. And God and, and King Darius did this, this very important thing. He changed that degree and say, let everybody know. Upon the earth, the princes, the presidents, everybody know. Not here only everywhere, that no God deserves the glory. No God shall be worshipped, but the God of Daniel. Amen. That's how we stand for the word. 
And that's how we become when we are pressed and oppressed and crushed in every side. We stand by the principle of the word. When we are in trouble, we do not run away. We do not try something. We stand by the principle of truth. Whatever comes, whether your family is against you, whether your amen, whether your colleagues comes against you, whether your schoolmates comes against you, whatever happens, even your relatives, you stay the course. Nothing should move you. You must be a character. You must be unchanging as God is. We are no less or no more but the exact copy of who God is. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Shall we close our eyes? If the story of Daniel speaks to your heart, to say if Daniel did it, why not me? Because I call myself the son of God. Daniel didn't say so. Though he was the son of God, he never called himself that. Because at that time, they thought, oh, my, it's blasphemy. But today, you are given the right to be called the son of God, the child of God. So why don't you become the very expression of Jesus Christ in the last days? Amen. If you don't see it, brother, sister, stay the cause. Tell God that I'm not leaving here until you do it. I can't be a Christian and look alike. I must be the exact copy of who God is in the last days. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the time you have given us. We thank you, Lord. See our cry and our thirst in our hearts, our hunger in our hearts for righteousness. It's exactly what you said we should be, Lord. It's exactly what you said we should become. Oh, Lord, please be this in us. We surrender totally unreservedly to you, Lord. Oh, we want to yield our bodies, our lives to you, Lord, that they may be for your glory. Use them as you wish. They belong to you, Lord, not to us, please. In this day also you, you seek people, Lord, that would be the expression of Christ on this earth so that the Alpha is the Omega. So that, Lord, the people may start to see again the repeat of Christ in this generation. Just before this generation go out and falls into the curse and be destroyed. Lord, here we are. We give ourselves to you and we ask you to use, use us for that purpose. Lord, we simply humbly ask. We are not just commanding it to you. It's because, Lord, we deem it to be a great privilege if we can be the instrument that carries this truth, this great character of our Lord Jesus Christ upon the face of the earth in the last day. You didn't send us an angel for fun, Lord. You sent us the angel for a good purpose. And Lord, you open our eyes when the whole world of people who are clever, people who are educated, cannot actually see. But you helped us to see it, Lord. So therefore, we are thankful, Lord. And in that, we, are, we realize how privileged we are. So therefore, that's how we come, Lord, humbly and asking for that complete righteousness, complete character of Christ, complete image of God, the Father, in us. So therefore, we surrender to you, Lord. 
in the name of our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. Amen and amen. God bless you, saints. Do you love him? Amen. So, um,